Alvin Bragg's thin indictment has nothing to do with the rule of law and everything to do with getting Trump. The Chinese spy balloon was actually spying when it traveled across America. Plus, Corinne Jean-Pierre offers ridiculous comments at her latest press briefing. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the case against former President Trump, because whether you are a fan of the former president or not, it doesn't matter. What we are seeing from Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and his team is nothing less than abuse of power, a political witch hunt, and the weaponization of government, which carries worldwide implications. Now, rather than prosecuting actual bad guys, Bragg has been focused on Trump from day one, before day one, actually. Even as a candidate for office, Bragg was talking about going after Trump and framed the case as the most important in the history of our country. Would that bring Trump's case under your jurisdiction about, you know, what, what he has going on in New York and all his criminal activities, or alleged, I'm sorry, criminal activities <laughs> going on? So, so, uh, Yes. So the, the, the New York State Attorney General, Tish James, is investigating now. That was my old office. Uh, mm -hmm. And they're investigating. And then the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, which I'm running to be, has an investigation. And so, yeah, the net, I mean, it's very important. The next Manhattan District Attorney is going to inherit that investigation, which, you know, could be the most important investigation in the history of the country, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, rule yeah. of law and democracy and things like that. Rule of law, democracy, and things like that. That's rich coming from a Democrat who has no respect for the rule of law at all. Bragg has reduced the majority of his felony cases down to misdemeanors, which means bad guys are back out on the street. For Trump, he's trying to twist misdemeanors into felonies for activities that have exceeded the statute of limitations. Here's more from then-candidate Alvin Bragg. Let's talk about what's waiting for the new DA, the docket. We know there's a Trump investigation. I have investigated Trump and his children and held them accountable for their misconduct with the Trump Foundation. I also sued the Trump administration more than 100 times for DACA, the travel ban, separation of children from their families at the border. So I know that work. I know how to follow the facts and hold people in power accountable. Now, if you read through the indictment, you'll see that this entire case against Trump is about allegedly falsifying business records. The key name listed in the indictment is that of convicted felon Michael Cohen. His name is listed 11 times. Tax fraud, lying under oath, and more. That's Alvin Bragg's star witness on a case that's been reviewed by the Southern District of New York, the Federal Elections Commission, and the previous Manhattan DA. None found any wrongdoing. Yet as you saw from Bragg's comments as a candidate, his primary job is to get Trump. Here's some analysis from Alan Dershowitz. What's your overall view of the indictment, having now read it? Because I must admit, it is so thin in my view. I, I'm actually shocked at it. It's one charge, basically, cut into 36 slices. Which, you know, in, in my book, which, Get Which Trump. is sort of interesting because... Which is yeah. sort of interesting because assuming that he that he paid off this hush money that every corporation does, the Congress did for $17 million, I mean, let's suppose he did it, is that if, if there had been a lump sum payment, we wouldn't be talking about 34 counts. That's the irony of it. It's the installment plan which has, has created all these counts. 
Well, it's an artificial creation of the counts, and a good judge would merge them all together and say, you know, pick your best three. And just recall, Hillary Clinton commissioned Fusion GPS to put together the Trump hit piece, the so-called Steele dossier, that was the basis for the Russia collusion claims. She then tried to hide that fact by having her lawyers pay for it. And then she paid the lawyers. Sound familiar? Yet nothing happened to Clinton, but for Trump, it's a completely different story. And the world is watching. If America, which is looked at as the last true beacon of hope and freedom, devolves into nothing more than a banana republic with a kangaroo court, it only emboldens our enemies and causes our allies to look somewhere else for leadership. And in reality, that's exactly what the left wants. All right, next let's talk about the Chinese spy balloon. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the Chinese spy balloon because we have learned this week what we already knew from the beginning, that the spy balloon was actually spying, and it was spying a lot. Recall the Biden administration during the time when the spy balloon was allowed to travel across the entire country. Biden and his team said that they did not want to hurt anyone by shooting the balloon down over land. So they decided to let it float across America. But they said, hey, it's no big deal because we deployed countermeasures to prevent the spy balloon from actually spying. Turns out that statement was 100% false. And yet that message was dutifully broadcast by the media. I think it's also critical to note uh, Jim, as Orrin was saying, that uh, the U.S. says they were able to block the surveillance balloon's ability to gather intelligence while it was over the U.S., while at the same time, in effect, turning the tables to gather intelligence on that balloon's capabilities. That's critical. We sure turned the tables on them. Jeez, the balloon did spy, and it gathered intelligence data on sensitive military sites in state after state after state. When this Chinese spy balloon was kind of transiting across the United States back in February, it was able to capture some images as well as collect some signals intelligence from some sensitive U.S. military installations. Now, U.S. intelligence officials are not overly concerned because they say that this was not much more than what a regular Chinese satellite that is constantly orbiting above these same sites could potentially collect. But at the same time, we are learning that this Chinese spy balloon actually was able to transmit this data back in real time to the Chinese government. Now, I use that clip from CNN because you know they are going to try to downplay the situation as much as possible. That's why you heard all those sums in that report, some images and some signals intelligence from some sensitive military installations. But even CNN can't hide the stunning failure of Joe Biden to take out this balloon before it actually gathered intelligence data. The Chinese government had the capability to remotely erase the data that the Chinese spy balloon was collecting. So that raises questions about whether the U.S. government actually knows the full extent of what the balloon was able to gather, because obviously now the U.S. government has been analyzing it in an FBI lab in Quantico, Virginia, and they have some sense of what the balloon was able to gather. But the possibility remains that there is much more that it was able to collect that the U.S. simply doesn't know about because Beijing was able to remotely erase it. Unreal. The Biden administration knew about this spy balloon the moment it took off from China. Biden had a chance to shoot it down when it first crossed over Alaska. Didn't do it. Biden had a chance when it first re-entered the U.S. over Montana. Didn't do it. Instead, the spy balloon gathered up information at site after site, all while the Biden team 
so that the balloon couldn't do anything because it was being blocked. Here's Representative Nancy Mace on Joe Biden and the new revelation. He told the American people that we couldn't shoot it down. We had to wait till it got over the ocean. Meanwhile, a week later, three other devices were shot down over U.S. skies, right? And come to find out, it, it took data from our military sites, and it went over and scanned some of those sites more than once or multiple times and transmitted that, that information back to China in real time. Uh, it is insanity to me that we allowed this to happen. And make no mistake, the president allowed this to happen in the United States. Great comments. And this just shows yet another example of Joe Biden's weakness and his refusal to put America first. All right, next let's talk about White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, because every time she holds a press briefing, there are stunning new gems of lunacy that come from her mouth. Despite the fact that the entire Biden team is overtly hostile to fossil fuels, the energy sources that gave America energy independence, Jean-Pierre says that basically whatever Biden is doing to kill domestic oil production and go after natural gas, it makes us more independent. Um, so a couple of things. Look, the president is uh, focused on securing America's uh, energy independence. And so that's the best way to ensure American families aren't subject to uh, the actions of those halfway around the world. Well, it's nice to know that America's needs are being addressed. America. And what a ridiculous statement. Biden's policies are precisely making us more subject to the actions of countries halfway around the world. We were energy independent. Energy independence is not only an economic issue, it's a national security issue. Why put our fate in the hands of countries who hate us? That's exactly what Biden is doing, and Jean-Pierre will state flat-out lies and not even blink. Case in point is another comment about gas prices, which are still way higher since Biden took office. Because of what the president did, because of the policies that he put forward, because of the actions uh, that he put forward, uh, we have seen those prices go down, especially if you, th if you think about uh, gas prices. I gas prices are still well over a dollar per gallon higher under Biden. And at least for me, they are going back up. So I have no idea what she's talking about. But then again, neither does she. Here's another example. Keep in mind what I just reported about the spy balloon. The news is all over the place now about how the spy balloon was spying and transmitting data back to China in real time. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre from yesterday. Look, we knew the flight path of the balloon before it crossed the United States. That's something that I said from here. Uh, uh, we took precautions in advance to ensure that it didn't get sensitive information. So also something uh, that I said from this podium. Wait, what? When it comes to technology like this balloon, it has limited additive value compared to other means of intelligent collection. So the, bo the bottom line, uh, the administration identified this problem and it did something uh, about it. Biden did something about it? Oh my gosh, these press conferences are the worst. But that is the kind of information Karine Jean-Pierre is getting out to the American people. All right, next voters in the runoff election for Chicago mayor have chosen Commissioner Brandon Johnson to replace Lori Lightfoot, which means that Chicago voters traded a radical progressive Democrat for a radical progressive Democrat. Tonight is the beginning of a Chicago that truly invests in all of its people. Now, you've heard me say this before, Chicago. Well, you're going to keep hearing it because the heart of this movement has always been about investing in people. Oh boy, when you start hearing that word investment from a radical Democrat 
watch out because that means taxes and spending on woke programs that will do nothing to clean up Chicago and make the city more safe. For further proof, check out these comments from last month when Johnson made it to the runoff. He was asked why Lori Lightfoot lost. Um, as I've worked to become an organizer in the city of Chicago, pushing for education justice and fighting for workers' rights, um, you know, Mayor Lori Lightfoot four years ago made history by embracing the very movement um, that uh, made her election and candidacy possible. And then unfortunately, she was a disappointment because she abandoned all of the progressive um, um, promises that she made. And clearly the city of Chicago is uh, ready to turn the page uh, yeah. on her and actually connect to someone who is def definitely uh, tethered to the movement. Tethered to the movement. Johnson basically said Lightfoot lost because she wasn't progressive enough. It's unreal. But although this runoff election was 51% to 49%, Brennan Johnson emerged and will be giving Chicago more of the same, and perhaps even worse. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.